Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I have a leg injury and a foot injury right a now. A leg and a foot. Are they on the same side of my body? Side of your body? Yes. yes. Okay. Left. What happened to you? I got stung by a bee. And then I think I got stung by another bee. Oh, come on. I think I did. When did this happen? Last night. Last night? Last night. Who knew? It's Mike Shope. Huh. Just never thought about getting stung by a bee at night. I don't know. But there would still be bees at night. I guess. Not to sound like the flat earth thing. Right. There would, well, the bees just don't disappear when it gets dark. Okay. But I've never seen one at night. Well, it's dark. And the bulldog. Maybe they would not be out at night, but you disturbed it. So it came out and said, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, they weren't expecting I, I'm me. In, I'm in here trying to watch the Vietnam War on PBS. <laughs> and you're, you're, what are you doing sitting down in the chair? It's, uh, this is my time. You are not supposed to. <laughs> right. This is our time. Right? That's what the B said. Right. So, For, but, on behalf of the other Bs. But, on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back. Thanks for being along. Hockey night downtown. We're talking playoff picture, Bills, Patriots, and the MVP award. Does Josh Allen have life with two games left? 803-0550 to call in. The Ramondre Stevenson IR news is pretty fresh. It's not surprising. Stevenson, I think it's high ankle. He's missed the last couple. Ezekiel Elliott has uh, literally and figuratively maybe carried the load for the Patriots. And I think this will be Elliott's first game in Buffalo. He has, I'm looking at his uh, pro football reference, he has two games against the Bills. They would be the earlier meeting this year in Foxborough and the Thanksgiving game in Dallas. But he was not with them in 2015 when Dallas was here. Neither was Tony Romo, who was injured. Darren McFadden was the main Cowboys running back in that game. I'm not sure Elliott was on the team yet. What was his draft year? I don't know. But First game for Zeke in Buffalo in his career. It'll be this week. Let's go to Sam next. Hi, Sam. Hi, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. I just I wanted to chat a little bit about the MVP race. And Good. Try not to be a homer on this. Trying to look at it objectively uh, with uh, all the different conversations about 
value and, and value to a particular team. And one of the things that, that struck me is that perhaps when journalists vote on this, and I understand that they've changed um, the, the system this year where they're, they're looking at int- introducing a ranking system with points, but you know, I'm wondering if there's some writers out there who don't want to vote or maybe waste a vote on a candidate they they think uh, you know might might be more third place or fourth place. And wanted to get your take on what you think about a preferential ballot. And, and what that is is it's not really assigning any kind of point value, but rather it, it's taking the list of candidates and you could have presumably you know one through X however many you want. And you just rank them. And so what they'll do is they'll, they'll add up all of the first place votes. Uh, whoever has the least amount of votes in that first place category, their votes are redistributed, meaning that whoever voted for them uh, or whoever had a, a second place candidate on that ballot would then get that, that vote. And you you'd have that pile increase until one candidate hit uh, you know, a threshold, whether it be 50 plus one or two thirds. But I think that that might allow some writers and journalists that the leeway to say, you know what, I want to vote with my heart and my head together, but not sort of throw away my vote. And you know what, I think this candidate is maybe the most valuable player in the league, but I appreciate that if my horse is out of the race, at least I have another way to impact the overall uh, ranking system. Just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, honestly, I'm kind of confused. Uh, I'm sorry but I'm not sure I understand what this would be. And respectfully, I'm just going to sort of leave it. Email me about it if you want. I, I didn't really follow it. And it's not the way it works. So I'm trying to ke- – I want to keep it in terms of the way it actually works. One thing you said that I'll, I will comment on, like vote with your heart. There shouldn't be any heart here. It should be – whatever it is, 50 voters, I think it is. And yes, you're right to point out that I think they are expanding it this year, so you might vote, I don't know if it's top three or top five, but it used to be top one. When when Lamar Jackson won the other time, it was unanimous, and there were 50 voters, and you got 50 votes. Like, you voted for the number one candidate. And it might be more interesting and better this way. There's no heart, though. Like, you're just voting, you're just trying to be pragmatic, and who's the player you think deserves it? And what's interesting about this is that you can look at that many different ways. I've been saying that I could see voters taking this unusual season where no quarterback has pulled away and just been clearly the number one choice, far from it, as a chance to vote for a non-quarterback. And that player right now is Christian McCaffrey. It has been Tyreek Hill at times this year, too. He missed a game, and I don't know, like maybe there's still chance for him or someone else, but I could see that happening and and upending what the odds have looked like, which the odds give McCaffrey a chance. He's the second favorite right now, but um, maybe the betters are, well, they just might not think of it the way I am, which is I think that voters might want to take the opportunity to vote against a quarterback that because they have a year this year where they can justify it, but they're not going to vote for Trent Williams. You know, like this doesn't, sometimes the best player in the league might be a kicker. You're not voting for the kicker. Like it's a really gray area sort of situation where you can interpret value different ways. 
I think the problem for Allen, as I've said already today, is that the way the schedule has fallen, the favorite, Lamar Jackson, can clinch the one seed in the conference by beating Miami. And if he does it, I think there's a there's a situation where Baltimore would not need to play its guys next week. And if that happens, he's already the favorite. He probably increases the betting markets, not real votes, increases the lead and maybe would be too tough to beat. But as we've been talking about here today, that opens the AFC East up for Allen. If he smashes against New England and then Miami and the Bills take it, that might convince people to come over. I think I would... I would probably say that Allen has been the best quarterback in the NFL this year. I think it's really close. To me, there are three answers. There are three players who I think that could be said for. Allen is one, Jackson is another, and Dak Prescott is the third. I don't think Brock Purdy has been one of the best. There's there's no way Brock Purdy has been the best quarterback in the NFL this year. And thankfully, for my sanity, he bombed on Sunday against a good team that just, he was terrible. He got benched. Then you've got Hertz, and Hertz has not been, he's not on the level he was last year. He's got 15 rushing touchdowns, but it's been a more difficult year for him. It's obviously been a more difficult year for Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, who else? Burrow went away. Like, that that's everybody. Tua, I guess, but no. So... If you said Allen, you think, and the, I, I say there are three, in my opinion, three possible answers because you could look at different metrics. You know, some somebody's always going to look at wins. I think wins are a driving force in voting. Like the, the the betting markets might not have it nailed, but they know from experience. Betters know from experience that almost always the guy who wins the MVP is on a top team. And I think Allen's problem is if the Bills are a wild card, I just don't see how he wins the MVP if the Bills are a wild card. I mean, they didn't win their division, and he's the most valuable player. I think you could probably make a speech that could defend that idea, but I don't see him winning if Miami wins the AFC East. So I think Jackson is, I mean, he is the favorite. McCaffrey is a possibility, which I would not have said a month ago. But every time a quarterback gets to the top of the list, this team loses. Maybe that's a kiss of death for Baltimore. Not that you want that. Uh, For Baltimore this week, if he gets to be the MVP favorite and then crash against Miami. Happy to talk about that game, too, and just like this, this season is so good for the possible matchups and just what... There is so much on the line for the Bills. I mean, there always is, right? You get to Christmas and you're in playoff contention and okay, like there's always a lot on the line. It's not like it is for Kansas City right now. Kansas City is tilting. They have two Super Bowls. If they lose, they lose. All right? Like I'm not sh- I'm sure that's not how the players would put it, but it, there's yes or no. There's more on the line here for the Bills in the next few weeks than any other team. Yes or no? With, because we've we've had the conversation all year. What could be different if they, like, you know, 
don't make the the Super Bowl or don't make the AFC Championship. They have another year where it's the same old thing. If they stop short, if they win it, I mean, you have a team here that is maybe good enough to win it. So it's not like we're talking as we're Indianapolis, where there's much less on the line for Indianapolis. They don't even have their quarterback. So they're not playing for a draft pick. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. They might not even make the playoffs. Sure, big game. It'd be nice to make it. It'd be fun. Come on. San Francisco is good for this because San Francisco is similar to Buffalo in that they've been close. They've been to the NFC Championship, what, three years in a row? I think that's right. They won it the first year and then lost to the Chiefs. Whatever year that is, three out of four maybe? What is it? Three out of four or three in a row? They lost to the Rams when the Rams won it. They lost to the Eagles when the Eagles won it. And so we're always talking about windows. They're in one. If Brock Purdy is good, and they probably expect him to be their future, well, I mean, he's super young, rookie deal. There's not the same kind of pressure on in that respect as here. But they've been close. They've made a Super Bowl in this era, in this period of time. Um, but haven't won it. So San Francisco's, and they're expected, like the Bills, a little bit of the pressure's off, I think, maybe, with how they're, maybe they think they were written off or like they're not a favorite in the same way the Niners are right now. So I think Baltimore is also, like if it's not going to be Kansas City, which it still could, these other teams like the Bills and the Ravens and maybe the Dolphins or even Jacksonville, I guess, with Lawrence. I mean, I don't know if they're on the same level, but when you get this opportunity, a Kansas City team that can't score, how many better chances do you think you'll get? Mahomes is still great and will be there a long time. I mean, I don't think the future for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes really looks that much different than it had a year ago. I, I mean, I, he's he's not having a, a good as good a season. The offense is really struggling for them. But, you know, you'd expect, I would expect them to, to fix that. And just hopefully for the Bills' sake, it's not in the next month. Because there's a pretty good chance the Bills are going back there in, in three games. 803-0550. I'd love to hear from more of you just... There's so much that's so interesting right now. I just read an update on Russell Wilson that in October, the Broncos approached him to rework his contract contract and take injury guarantees out so that um, they wouldn't be on the hook for the tens of millions they are going into the into next season. And he said no. And they threatened to bench him reportedly, and they didn't. And they ended up winning here and beating Minnesota and Cleveland and staying in it. So they kept him in there. Like, wow. That is as bad as it has smelled, isn't it, with uh, Wilson and Denver? I mean, they, they are going to owe him just a record amount of dead cap money. Like, it's going to be historic what happens next year with the Broncos and Wilson. But I think they're going to do it. It just seems like it's it's so broken and for most of two seasons, he's been kind of bad. And they brought in Sean Payton. They invested a ton of money in him. They traded draft picks to be able to hire him. And he's not happy. He's like shouting at Wilson on the sidelines. It's ugly. 
And I don't know, does Russell Wilson get another starting job? The, the Bills have this really interesting set of scenarios right now. As you might remember from previous years and other seasons, we'd be talking about just like the free agent quarterback market and the draft. And I, I know in some places that's exactly what they're talking about, including New England. But um, not here. Just like there are going to be, as as there usually are, a pretty decent number of um, changes at quarterback. Like Kirk Cousins is one. Kirk Cousins is up in Minnesota, tore his Achilles. They've missed him. Does he end up staying there on some sort of new deal or going to free agency? Does somebody want to take a shot on Wilson? I think I would bet no. And he'll be owed so much money that maybe he retires or, I don't know, like would he be want, want to be a backup somewhere? I have no idea. But um, I would not expect him to be back in Denver no matter how much it costs. It seems like it's that bad. New England, Bill's opponent Sunday, they have won a couple to maybe wreck their draft status. It's not bad yet. 4-11 is still one of the worst records in the NFL but they've beaten the Steelers and the Broncos back-to-back on the road as they come here. I could see this game being a a, a challenge for the Bills, like a problem. I'm not going to predict them to lose, Uh, but they have lost to New England once this year. That defense is good, and they haven't quit. And talking to Mike Giardi earlier about the Pats, like, I mean, are they playing for Belichick per se? They have competed in these games and won them. There might be something to be said along those lines. Um, But I think, you know, like what would the Bills be to the Patriots players at this point? They have the win this year already. They have that game last year, Naheem Hines off of Hamlin. And the Bills, is New England, New England's alive at that point, right? And the Bills just pretty much smack them. I mean, it was a competitive game. It was a close enough game. Not like the playoff game two years ago when it's just like historically bad for New England. They couldn't stop the Bills on one possession. You know, a lot of these guys would have lived through that. And, you know, I, I feel like we think some teams quit when it gets late like this. But um, not all of them do when the signs are actually pretty good for the Patriots in that way. So 12-point favorite. I mean, that's... It'd be a shocking upset. So I'm not gonna I'm not predicting an upset, but I doubt New England just is terrible on especially on defense in this game. And I wanna bring up again, uh earlier today Allen spoke about Stefan Diggs and a lack of relative lack of production. He was talking about how, well, maybe teams aren't as inclined or aren't going to be want to be as inclined to double him because we have all these other players who can do damage. And I, I put that on the table for you as well, because really, while the Bills have gotten back in it here and won three straight, it's still hard to predict what they're going to get from anybody among their skill position players past Diggs. And, Biggs, and Diggs is not doing a heck of a lot. And I think the... the um, I think the the coverage he's seeing is probably the biggest reason for that. Game script can be a reason, like they're blowing out Dallas. Some jet game, if you want to go back that far. Some of these games they haven't really needed to force it to him. But really, you know, teams are 
focused on him, and you've had what happened around him. You've had games where Davis caught literally no passes. In L.A., Cook didn't catch a pass. Kincaid has won in the last two weeks. It's a, a more committed effort to run the ball around Cook, like they've leaned on him even within that. And after that, it's questionable right now. It's Josh Allen running for touchdowns from inside the, the 10 or the 5-yard line. I don't know. How good do you feel about the Bills offensively overall right now? 803-0550. I have to stop talking for a minute or two here. We'll have the update. Sabres pregame at 6.30. Bulldog is off. This is Mike Shope on WGR. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.